Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. And we're back, bitches. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, HR's Most Dangerous. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I am Chad Zowash. On this week's show, Google and Facebook are playing the matching game. We're leaving a voicemail for LinkedIn and baby bathrobes are coming to a trade show near you. Dogs and cats living together, everybody. We'll be right back. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. And we're back. We are back. So how was Nashville, man? I love Nashville. It's such a great town. (laughs) It's great, but I'm not sure I get the whole appeal of it. It's sort of like boots and rednecks and uh, <laughs> fried food. Now, fried food is probably my favorite part of the town. Yes. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's a small, little, uh, intimate city. Um, it's not like a Chicago or New York. So it's really manageable. Uh, people there are friendly for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's sort of a, a community of, of folks it's a growing tech scene, I believe. Obviously, the music scene is cool there, oh, yeah. so it's all good. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to move there anytime soon. Uh, it's a nice place to visit, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was great. So, JobGate was last uh-huh. week. Uh, I went down for a couple of days. Job boards <clears throat> talked about, you know, how they're dying. I mean, how they're not dying. Um, <laughs> A lot of folks who want to partner with job board. I mean, there are probably more uh, not job boards at the job board conference than yeah. there were job boards, uh, which is sort of a testament to, uh-huh. the, to the business. But it's always great to see old friends, meet new folks. Uh, you know, there are people that are startups and trying to get into the business. It's all good. I, I, I enjoy getting out and networking, as I know you do as well. Yeah. Uh, you weren't you weren't able to join. Uh, you weren't able to join me. So I wasn't, you know. Uh, held back by the albatross that is Chad Sowash, I was I was able to to blaze my own trail, which is always always nice. So you were and, uh, so you were taking naps in the corners. What you're saying that's 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 what I'm hearing. I just put my AirPods in and uh, don't talk to anybody. Basically, it's a good time. So. When you say that about, you know, the job boards, uh, you know, dying or not dying or what have you, I always think of the Monty Python skit where it's the Black Plague and they're like pulling dead bodies out and they're throwing on the cart and they're saying, bring out your dead. And uh, the one guy's like, uh, I'm not dead yet. It's it's like the job board industry. I'm not dead yet. Or if we're keeping with Monty Python, the the knight who gets in a fight and his opponent (laughs) cuts off his legs and his arms and he's like it's but a flesh wound you know <laughs> merely, a, merely a flesh wound <laughs> merely a flesh wound yeah so uh <laughs> yeah there uh 
you know, they're not dying according to the show. Uh, their stock is rising. It, they're buy buy. They're a strong buy at this point. It's fun. Yes, everyone will always have a help wanted sign in the window, but mm-hmm. is it something you want to like get on board with? Yeah, uh, it's it's all about evolving away from being a job board. That's what it is. You've got a shit ton of data. If you're not looking to do something with it with some of these new technologies, yeah, you're going to be that guy who gets thrown in the plague cart. Yeah. Yeah, right now it's all about technology, AI, chatbots. It's it's everyone at the show is trying to partner with, uh, integrate with all mm-hmm. the job boards, the job boards that were there. Right, right. Yeah, no, totally dig that. But for people people who love us during the week, we didn't they didn't get a weekly show, so we have a lot to cover today. Yes, a lot of good stuff. Uh, yeah, let's get to shout outs. What you got? First off, Kyle Hager over at Hireology, who we haven't heard from in a while. Apparently, work sometimes gets in the way of listening to the podcast, which I, I want to personally go on the record and say that is horrible and wrong people. <laughs> Do not allow work to get in the way of the great things in life, like the Chad and Cheese podcast and family and, and happiness, but mainly the podcast. But uh, it was really cool because because Kyle had this uh, has this new hire starting and she was starting like a week later or something like that. And she said, hey, is there anything that I can do to get ready for the job in the meantime? And he said, yeah, you need to listen to the Chad and Cheese podcast. So big ups, Kyle. Big ups. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, Mason Wong, longtime listener of the show, longtime fan uh, of stuff that we've done over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yep. loves the shred. Um, and if you haven't listened to the shred, you got to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, etc. It's a uh, it's a snippet of, of news that's hot during the week, which we usually cover later in the week uh, with more opinion. But if uh, if you love sort of your quick bites of news, the shred is great, and Mason loves it. Uh, I'll also add that his tweet was liked by Jobbite CEO Dan Finnegan, so I guess I could probably <laughs> say that Finnegan is a fan of the shred. So uh, big ups and shout outs to them. So this is Mason's tweet. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoying the shred. Nano episodes of hashtag Chad Cheese. Timely, bite-sized, tight news focused for subscribers. And that last part is key, people. If you're not subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you you listen to your podcasts, you might be missing the shred. It's breaking news. It's happening at that time. So you need to subscribe. Dude, Mason should be our hype man. That's he really hype that's, man. A, that's some really good copy there, Mason. That's good shit. That's good shit, Mason. Um, got uh, <laughs> Dinah Rabarski at TMP. Quick story. Yesterday, I call Grasso because I, I need some Grasso time, and everybody needs some Chris Grasso time, right? Um, over at TMP. But uh, anyway, Chris introduces me to Dinah who I find out is a huge Chad and Cheese fan. And apparently she's the reason half of TMP listens to Chad and Cheese. Wow. Yeah. And T- that's, that's, TMP is no little mom and pop shop on the corner. No, no, no. But but Grasso, you got to step up your game, brother. We, we love you to death. You're the man. Uh, get the rest of TMP to be listening to uh, Chad and Cheese and subscribe so that they can get the shred yeah, as well. No doubt. Let's educate the world on recruiting news and opinion. <laughs> uh, I got a shout out to Melissa Patterson of Roan Resources in Oklahoma City. Uh, Melissa nice. is... 
an HR professional. So yes, many of them listen. They're not as vocal. They're sort of the silent majority, but we do have a high degree of HR folks listening to the podcast. She's a huge fan, says everyone in her office makes fun of her because she's such a geek on Chad Cheese. Melissa, we appreciate you and thanks for listening. Love some Melissa. Andrew Harris over at Uloop loves the show and wants to hear more about recruiting industry future states. So luckily, Andrew, uh, today we're going to be talking about Google Talent Solution and Google Recruitment Tech Future State. So today is your day, my friend. Nice. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Lindsay Lohan. Yes, that <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, who does not listen to the show ever. But apparently there's a news story recently that uh, Lindsay Lohan will fire her staff for wearing shoes that do not match. Lindsay is apparently a savage uh, boss, um, the fact that she's any, in, in any sort of employment news is entertaining to me. So, Lindsay, <laughs> you're not listening. But if you if you are, thanks for listening. Oh, my God. So last one from me, Nancy from Philly, loved the interview with Skill Scout CEO uh, Elena Valentine. A uh, couple of couple of points that I loved was we talked about how job postings suck. And again, these are no bullshit conversations and how she thinks storytelling is dope. Storytelling is dope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. My last and final shout out is going to make you really upset. Um, Oh God. So typically vendors will send us, will send along uh, swag, particularly sponsors. Like we love the swag that we've gotten from Talru, Job at X, Uncommon, Next. I Mm -hmm. mean, good stuff. Like my kids are at at school right now. Their first day of school wearing like job board and and (laughs) HR tech swag. Um, I don't, I don't need to go to Old Navy anymore for clothes. So that's great. But anyway, uh, this past week, ZipRecruiter from Israel what? Uh, sent me a care package, I guess you'd call it. Uh, there were there were the typical T-shirts, uh-huh. um, but there was Israeli candy, which my wife is a total sweet tooth, so she loved that. <laughs> but there was a bottle of booze in my FedEx package. So I get this, and I'm thinking, oh, Chad got it too. So as we were talking, I was like, hey, did you get your booze from ZipRecruiter? And he goes, what are you talking about? So Zip in Israel, thanks for the booze, and thanks especially for not letting Chad get in on it and get booze as well. What a bunch of assholes. How do they not know that I love booze just as much, if not more, <laughs> than you do? I mean, the t-shirts, I definitely would love the t-shirt, but the I mean, seriously, guys? Israel, ZipRecruiter, you guys are listening all the time. What the fuck? <laughs> and to them, I say... Very good. And expect many selfies this weekend (laughs) because Chad won't be able to, uh, to, uh, you know, anyway. All right. Let's get to the news. What do you say to that? We should do that. Holy shit. Google's not slowing down. No. And they shouldn't. They are dropping bombs, dude. And I love it. (laughs) I love it. So what did they do last week while I was at JobGate? So they opened up job search. It's a pretty much a job search API buffet right now, which is freaking awesome because all these job boards that are out there who we know, guys, and you know this too, you know this in your heart of hearts, your job search sucks, right? It's all freaking keyword and, and maybe you've got a little algorithm here and there, but it still sucks compared to Google and they're making it open for everybody. So you can tap into it and uh, it's not for free, right? 
but still you can tap into it and you can get rid of your your sad job search shit that you've had for years yeah if you're still serving jobs in date order <laughs> and you don't know miss you know someone misspells nurse with a z or something that right. you know you don't know what that means then Google does and can save your search. Oh, dude. And so J&J, they're using Jibe and, and, and whatnot, but they, they've seen a 41% increase in candidates for hard-to-find positions. We're talking about like scientist, oncologist, those types of positions. 41% increase in candidates for those positions. That's number one, right? So companies mm-hmm. who are out there... Yeah, it's pretty important. I mean, I, we know that iSIMs and, and there are other applicant tracking systems, I would assume, that are out there that are tapping into this job search API. If your ATS isn't, get their asses to do it ASAP because it, this is this is ridiculous. These are crazy types of positions. 41% increase. If you have an Indeed company page, call your Indeed rep and ask if they're implementing <laughs> the Google search API. But now to me, to me, the biggest news... The biggest news, the second biggest news was they may have actually come up with a name for all this stuff, which at this point I think is the fourth name. But the the name that they've come on as of last week is Cloud Talent Solution. Yes. How do we feel about that? It's fucking horrible. I mean, there's no reason. (laughs) Come on, guys. I mean, Cloud Jobs Discovery. You've got to get... You've got to get jobs out of there because you've just opened up a new candidate API, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, But Mm -hmm. job, yeah, it's freaking horrible. But but here, I'm going to jump back real quick to talk about this jobs API and how impactful it is. Career Builder, which we've talked about, has seen 40% increase in job views on their talent networks. So these these little landing pages, types of CRM, types of platforms that they create for their clients, huge increase. 41% in actions taken off the search results because the search results suck. So nobody was actually clicking through and taking action on them. 15% on email alerts, which is big because obviously that's where a good amount of their traffic's coming from. And 18% in qualified applicants in specifically top categories. So trying to get that top talent back and using CareerBuilder. So once again, CareerBuilder has developed recruitment technology, job search technology for over a decade said, guess what? Screw this. Google does it better. Uh, we're going to use their shit, which is now called Cloud Talent Solution. Cloud talent <laughs> Solution. You know, Chad, you and I once ran for president of Monster. Maybe yes. we should do a little commercial on brainstorming a new name for Google Hire with Cloud API Jobs <laughs> Talent Solution or whatever they're calling it today. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Google Hire, or I'm sorry, Hire by Google, which again has switched around and changed uh, since uh, the, the inception, uh, isn't a part of Cloud Talent Solution. This is an entirely different segment. This is their API enterprise segment, right? And then the ATS, hired by Google, is entirely different. Hey, Google, people want to use your shit. <laughs> but HR people need things sort of clearly spelled out for them. So Easy. go down to marketing, which I'm sure has a few people at yes. Google, and figure out a name for all this stuff and stick with it. And tie it together. I mean, seriously, because <laughs> Google Hire... I'm sorry, Hire by Google. See, the shit's all fucked up. Hire by Google uses these APIs. So it, it really, in a sense, is, is a product of 
they should all be together. I mean, they they want to they want to split shit up, but man, keep it simple, stupid. Chad and I talk about this shit every week, and we're confused. What do you think about the average person <laughs> yeah. out there? But the most exciting thing I think we agree is the matching solution that Google's come out with. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's so the matching solution right now is only available in uh, Hire by Google. What they've come out with and is this new candidate search API. So what what's happening, much like job search, on the candidate search side, what can happen is that your candidate search is going to be much better than what it's been. So your recruiters who are using uh, your database to actually search your resume database in your applicant tracking system, you'll be able to actually mm-hmm. find qualified candidates because in most cases applicant tracking job search sucks just the way it is yellow who after only seven weeks of using google's candidate search they reported that two of their clients quest diagnostics is seeing a 50 percent a 58 percent increase in candidate search quality bloomberg is seeing a 73 percent increase in candidate search quality this technology is helping to surface great talent that you already have, that you've already paid for. Yep. Launching private beta enables recruiters and sources to, quote, easily discover top talent in their existing candidate databases. Crazy. And you and I think it's only a matter of time before it helps you source and easily discover top talent in other people's databases and other databases around the internet coming to a Google product near you. As you start to take a look at these two APIs, so you talk about matching. So now you have a job API and you've got a candidate API. You have those two things. Now you can start the conversation around machine learning and matching through this. And that's the, and that was actually a part of the presentation is kind of like future state of where Google's going. They need you to have both of those APIs locked in. And and definitely, if you're an applicant tracking system, you should be hard on this one. Getting these locked in so that the machines can start doing their learning and they can start the matching process. So sourcers, if you're not, you know, sharpening up your resume and CV, uh, you might want to do that. However, don't send it to McDonald's because a story out this week by McDonald's or on study on McDonald's says that they're going to be kiosking in the very near future. You won't have to talk to a human to order your Big Macs and your fries. Chad's recently been to Europe and says basically everyone's out of work there because everything is kiosk <laughs> when you go to McDonald's. So tell us about that. Chad. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty interesting because here in the Midwest, I actually jumped into a McDonald's and I noticed the kiosk and and I think we talked about this on on uh, several other pods. The UI sucks, yada yada yada. But they've got like liaison people that are there to kind of shepherd you to these these new touch boards where you order on the touch boards um, because it's new. Well, the family and I, we were in, in, in Europe for three weeks this summer, and uh, it was funny going through France. We, we stopped, uh, and uh, it was interesting because there were none of these liaisons because guess what? It was standard. This was something that they've had in place for a while. So, uh, yeah, this is this is where it's going. I mean, my, McDonald's, you would have thought possibly would use the U.S. for this type of test. But apparently they've they're doing this in Europe for a while. We're way too stupid to be the test market for this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will add that I think uh, mobile ordering will, will also be huge uh, in the coming years. I know that at my local McDonald's, which I rarely at, at go to, as you know, um, 
<laughs> you can order on your phone. You pull up and they have slots in the parking lot for mobile ordering. You you go there and it knows that you're at the at the McDonald's and it says, are you here? You say yes. And then within five minutes, your order comes out nice, hot in a bag and you say goodbye. There's no going into the store. There's no sitting in line at the drive through. Okay. It's a pretty nice system. So yes, fast food is quickly and probably will be the first to be automated um, and get people sort of acclimated to how this stuff yeah. works. Well, just like shopping at shopping at Walmart, dude. I mean, right now, the way that we Julie grocery shops is she goes online, puts all the stuff in her cart, sends it, takes the cart, opens up the trunk, signs something on a pad, they load it up and she comes back. I mean, now, I mean, there is some job creation that's happening there because you've got actual personal shoppers doing that work instead of the cashiers who now, I mean, generally just go through the self-serve. Um, so th- there is some swapping that's happening there uh, in the job creation or the actually not really job creation, just the migration of where the jobs are within that kind of ecosystem. But it's 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 really cool to watch. How far is she from wanting at front door service? for that stuff. If she could get that done, it would be done because she hates grocery shopping, period. <laughs> Cuz I think that's where eventually a lot of that stuff will go and they'll probably be delivered by a drone created by <laughs> Jeff Bezos uh, and come from Whole Foods, but yes. I digress. However, yes. there's also a story although we're high in automation and see this thing happening in real time. Uh, Uber is in the news. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's it, it's weird um, because there, there's a ton of uh, opportunity in the trucking environment for autonomous trucking delivery because obviously we don't have enough truck drivers and we talk about it all the time. So there's a great opportunity to make a shit ton of cash in autonomous driving. And when we've seen companies like Embark and Waymo and I mean, all these different companies who were doing this because they see cash is there. But uh, Uber said, you know what? We're getting out of this and we're shifting all of our resources to the car portion of our autonomous driving, which just to me, it just doesn't make sense to me from a business standpoint. Now, to you, is this a testament to Uber, to self-driving trucks? Like to me, I think so, like trucking is in such uh, a tight labor market that to me, that has to happen. Like trucking has to become autonomous. Yes. Maybe maybe Uber just thinks we're yes. not the one to do it. Let's focus our resources on the consumer-based like car stuff. Because I think Waymo... Right. Although we rarely hear much about it or talk about it uh, because they're really quiet. I think Waymo is kicking ass um, on the self-driving sort of consumer cars. And I also think, you know, it was in the news recently that uh, Apple has like 5,000 people working on autonomous vehicles, which is not insignificant. So to me, maybe it was Uber saying, look, trucking is great, but we got these consumer things. We got Apple, Google bringing down our neck. Uh, right here at home. Let's focus resources on that. Or do you think it is we're getting out of autonomous altogether and we're just starting with trucks? Yeah, no, they won't. They will not get out of autonomous. The the thing is, and, and you think of this in building a business that you go where the money is first, right? And you know the money and, and, and where it's easier to actually get to that money. So it's the path of least resistance. There's cash. Boom, go get it. And then what I can do, and that's trucking. 
Because trucking is much easier, believe it or not, traveling thousands of miles in a truck uh, on highway is much easier than navigating in you know, New York City or, or Indianapolis or, or anything like that. So the opportunity to arrive at scale will be at the trucking industry when it comes to autonomous. That will be number one because it is easier. So that's that's the hard part for me, because if it's easier, you go there, you obviously sell and boom, the next thing you know, you're making cash, which funnels back into the harder portion of your business, which will be the the cars, right? I mean, that that's just my thinking. And and obviously they're they're incredibly smart people, but they're ejecting out of trucks, which is the path of least resistance to cash. Yeah, it's much easier to do a deal with Peterbilt or whoever uh, for trucking yeah. and get a bunch of trucks on the road quickly as opposed to doing a deal with GM or creating your own sort of whatever. Uh, like you, yeah. you and I both seen these sort of Waymo cars out in California. It looked like little bubble cars. Um, yeah, yeah I, I agree that that the the path of least resistance is trucking. Um, and it makes me think like we should get someone on a podcast to talk about automation, driverless cars and trucks to really better understand what's going on in trucking and just automation for cars in general to see wherever all the players are. Because I don't think I have a good sense of all the players and who's who's going to like strike the right balance with what companies. So maybe it's something we dig into on an exclusive. Mm-hmm. That might be a little fun. That might be fun. I agree. Well, speaking of fun, Uh-oh. Facebook is also rumored to be getting into the matching game. So we just talked about Google getting into the candidate matching game. We talked a little bit about LinkedIn recently, I think, with their small business uh, solution where you post a job and then LinkedIn magically gives you candidates that they think fit the job. Well, while I was at JobGate this week, uh, Matt Charney, industry expert, uh, longtime blogger, uh, was the keynote and talked about uh, he's under embargo, actually, but still revealed it anyway, uh, that Facebook is in the near term or Coming soon with a similar matching solution where you post your job on Facebook, Facebook scours its, you know, 3 billion users and provides you with the candidates or users that it thinks match your job the best. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this is really huge just for the fact that Facebook has the most people. Yes. Um, they don't have as much data for sure as a LinkedIn does. Uh-huh. We don't know much about the algorithm of how it matches. I'm assuming that it's people that are close to you as opposed to far from you. It's maybe education or where they went to school. Maybe it's whatever work and work stuff they have. Maybe it's stuff that they like. If, you know, if they have an engineering degree and they're liking a bunch of engineering stories, maybe that's part of the algorithm. But um, it's pretty interesting to me that the big three didn't take very long to leverage their power of database and technology to start matching folks with job postings that you're putting on there. Yeah, well, I have to say that, um, you know, Facebook has already proven their matching skills with, uh, you know, matching Russians with political candidates. So, I mean, they already have this thing down. So why not bring it to why not bring it to the uh, <laughs> to the employment space? But seriously, I mean, content in itself in a social platform, we have so much time that's spent on social platforms and there's so much behavior that's sucked up into the platform. Uh, they have plenty of data to be able to target on. So, yeah, this makes a hell of a lot of sense. The question is, you know, where do you think LinkedIn being a social professional, whatever network um, aligned with uh, Microsoft? 
is at to be able to do the same types of things. I think that uh, in terms of AI automation, matching relevant searches, related searches, um, those three companies have a big leg up on anybody else in our space. Yeah. So I think to me, it's partly the data. Um, we know that LinkedIn is heavy on professional. Uh, we're not quite sure that they have the small business environment or the the, the profiles to help small businesses, although they're, I think they've got to go after it. I mean, they're seeing ZipRecruiter growing. They're seeing Facebook getting into this. Google's going to get into this. Um, small businesses don't have HR departments. They don't have recruiting teams. Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to post a job and have magically, here's 25 candidates. And oh, by the way, do you want to send them an iMessage? Do you want to send them a message on you know LinkedIn right. and start pre-screening these folks and maybe scheduling interviews? Like That's a godsend for small businesses. Um, oh, and it, so to me, that totally makes sense. And yeah. both of those have the platforms with messaging mm-hmm. and um, with sort of pre-screening and, and automation chatbot type stuff to really make that a reality. And, and it's happening really fast. Yeah. Like all these guys are, are full speed ahead on the enterprise workforce solutions. And it's really exciting. Um, I think the next couple of years are going to be really amazing in terms of um, the things that we're just talking about, like pre-screening, setting up scheduled interviews, maybe hiring people through these platforms right. uh, if they fit the bill on, on high frequency stuff. And by the way, quick shout out. Um, we're doing a webinar with Talru. uh, about high frequency hiring with uh, NAS and hopefully part of the topic will be this automation piece and how that fits into high frequency hiring. Um, but to me, that's all very exciting. I think, uh, I think they'll all be part winners. Um, I think at some point LinkedIn has to spend some money uh, zip recruiter style and deed style to talk about how they are a small business solution. They are right now on XM radio. Yeah. On XM, oh, are yeah, they? on XM radio. That's what I was going to say is that now indeed, or uh, LinkedIn is starting to do the zip, the zip recruiter thing, which is uh, spend a, a bunch of money on XM radio and it's specific to SMB as well, which is incredibly. Yeah. Zip recruiters set the playbook a few years ago, like be everywhere radio, television, uh, you know, to get, to get in front of these business owners, podcasts. So, um, yeah, I think that's great. I think at some point Facebook has to advertise too, like either find a job on Facebook or hire people on Facebook. Um, because once they start advertising, I think it really starts to take off. Very nice. Very nice. By the way, interesting point, uh, Facebook recent, uh, quarterly report. I don't know if you saw this, we didn't talk about it before, but they're kind of sucking right now. Um, it looks like growth is sort of stalled or, or plateaued in North America and parts of Europe. Uh So in looking at that, Facebook has to be saying, you know, everyone who can be on Facebook is almost on Facebook, uh, particularly in developed countries. So how do we start, you know, twisting that revenue dial uh, higher and higher? Video, obviously, I think is where they're going to go and part of that. Mm-hmm. But I think part of it, as we've seen with with their messaging, their Slack competitor and what they're doing on the job side is like, let's get into enterprise workforce hiring shit and help, you know, help us sort of recover some, some of the money that we're losing on advertising due to a lack of growth. Yeah. <laughs> Just my two cents. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a quick break. And uh, hear from our buddies and budettes at America's Job Exchange. And when we come back, we'll talk about, whoa, LinkedIn and Indeed, two companies we never talked about. I know. Odd. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. 
We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www americasjobexchange.com get your compliance on people okay so <laughs> i sent a message over to avi in israel before we got on the podcast i said come on man what's going on this is this is what he sent and just so you guys know whenever chad gets something now tell people who avi is i, I, I will give me a second whenever chad gets something i always make sure that i take some to joel whether it's a tauru or it's a zip recruiter that doesn't matter so this is avi who's pretty much in charge of all the cool ass tech that ZipRecruiter has over in Israel says was supposed to get to both of you ask cheese to save you some of the alcohol and since he sent two bottles <laughs> there's one bottle no uh-huh that's crap yeah. see yeah. see how it comes so just so everybody knows if you send swag and and you, you just want to send one box send it to me because i'll make sure that joel gets some you can't send it to joel because he he freaking bogarts the entire thing <laughs> i got one bottle that's total bullshit total bullshit i don't know uh, man. yeah that's crap <laughs> all right and you are you are more than welcome to partake if you come and visit me at some point uh in the summer but yes, oh, you may have some. But t- for Avi to say that there were two bottles in that box is bullshit. <laughs> Throw me under the bus. Anyway, uh, while Facebook is having shitty revenues, uh, you have some news that says LinkedIn isn't suffering from the same problem. Yeah, dude, up 37%. What's that say? I mean, that's that's no no small doing. I mean, they, they're already pulling a shit ton of revenue as it is, but up 37%. So, you know, I, the... And this is what Microsoft obviously wanted to see. This is one of the reasons why they spent $26.2 billion for LinkedIn. Um, and this is just to start, I believe, because as we just talked about the small business side of the house and they start to they start to go after a market they have never touched mm-hmm. before. Really? I mean, they, they really haven't penetrated. So they get into that market and then they start doing bigger, better enterprise solutions. This is this is a, a great opportunity for Microsoft and LinkedIn and hopefully not screwing the uh, the talent acquisition market with high, crazy prices. Well, you accuse me all the time of, of slurping on LinkedIn and drinking the Kool-Aid. And maybe, <laughs> maybe you're finally understanding uh, where I'm coming from. But I... When they start, they start turning the dials on the enterprise stuff, the integration with uh, with Microsoft products and services. They start rocking the AI. They start, you know, mm-hmm. insights becomes you know big thing. Their video product is becoming popular. I think they have yet to turn the dial on advertising um, in any significant way. I think people forget the fact that they're they're a social network that's actually in China um, and Microsoft like. LinkedIn is poised to be a juggernaut even more than it is. And uh, I've been talking about it for years and maybe you're finally coming, you know, to the light that I've been seeing for a long time. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I was just giving you shit because you because you got a LinkedIn tattoo. That's the that's the only reason. <laughs> I have a LinkedIn tramp stamp. I don't even know what to tell. Yeah. Anyway, back yeah. to the nineties. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they got to be careful not to get comfortable. They got to be careful not to become douchebags, like so many companies uh, have uh, in our space. But they are. Yeah, yes. they're going to be a major big three player uh, in employment. Uh, but they also, in addition to revenues, they continually add new features and they're adding new products. So they've, they added voicemails uh, this past week, I believe. And it's sort of getting mixed reviews. Essentially, what happens is uh-huh. uh, it, it's a native application. When you send someone a message, and, and as opposed to texting out your message in an in-mail or whatever, you can leave a voicemail. Right. Uh, you first heard about this and gave me a big... Uh, Uh, however, I yeah. kind of like it. Hung Lee, recruiting brain food guy who loves and watches the show. Shout out to him. Uh-huh. I don't know if we give him enough shout out love, but shout out to him. He's a big fan of this. Um, but are you still are you still bearish on it? Are you coming around? Uh, is it just going to be something no one cares about? I would say that no one is going to care about this, much like uh, the Facebook voice recording, messaging, whatever the hell you want to call it, that they have on Messenger. I mean, I, I don't know anybody who nobody sends me voice messages on Facebook, not to mention, you've got to remember, this is a professional network. Now, guess what? Not only do I get these uh, messages from salespeople who are trying to pitch me via the the text version, I'm going to get these freaking long voicemail bullshit. And dude, I I don't want that. All right. So, so time out. All right. So you're a, you're a, and I agree, salespeople will eventually fuck this up and marketers will fuck this up. But, <laughs> but right yes. now, if, if, if I want to get to an HR person to sell a product, right, I have to call them over and over, leave multiple voicemails. Uh, when they listen to the voicemail, they don't know who I am. They probably don't know who the company is. Um, they just probably erase voicemails altogether, right? So this is at least a unique way that I can get a voicemail. I can hear what they have to say. I can see the person on LinkedIn I can go to their profile to see who they work for. I can go look at the company. Like I can dig a little deeper than I can by than I can just picking up the phone and hearing a voicemail that says, "Hey, this is Bobby Joe with such and such company. Uh, you've never heard of us before, heard of me, but buy our product and call me back." Like at least this is a way to cut through the clutter of a regular voicemail and give some sort of information about who I am and who I work for that didn't exist before. Hungley's thing is, is he thinks voicemail, traditional voicemail is going to die and that this is the way that we will sort of leave messages for people in a B2B uh, type environment. Only time will tell. If I don't listen to voicemails on my phone, this is still on my phone, okay? It's in an app on my phone. It's just, it's the same damn thing that I don't want right now and you're just putting it in a messenger that I use and I like. So, no, I don't. A lot of people won't even answer the phone if they don't know, like, they'll just deny it, deny the call, send a text like, hey, I can't talk right now or I don't know who you are, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> this could be a way to get a LinkedIn push notification, like you have a voicemail or a message to communicate with people and get through to them where you didn't before. Now, again, this will work for about a year. And then people will be like, I hate these things. I get 10 LinkedIn voicemails a day. And, and LinkedIn will eventually yes. allow you to turn it off. And people will turn it off and then we'll go to something else. 
But for at least a year, I think marketers have an opportunity to do this and cut through the clutter and actually get to people that they didn't get to before. Yeah, I think it sucks. Well, what doesn't suck, <laughs> depending on your perception perspective, <laughs> are baby bathrobes. Oh. Yes, I said baby bathrobes. Oh. So I'm, I'm scrolling through uh, uh, Instagram recently. Yeah. And I follow Indeed. They're a fun company, right? They got t-shirts. They're in different parts of the world. They're always doing stuff. Well, anyway, I saw one uh, picture the other day that made me do a double take. It was a baby in an Indeed bathrobe. And not an adult bathrobe, a baby bathrobe. Like it fit a baby. So I'm thinking to myself, if this isn't a jump the shark moment, I don't know what is. Like if your company is so like comfortable that they're spending money to put babies in bathrobes. Like it might be time to reconsider your marketing yeah. budget. And what they should be sending out are prison jumpsuits to all these companies that they're throwing in indeed jail. That's what they should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Right? I'm thinking like action figures. Yeah. Like, congratulations. Welcome to Indeed. Shank. Right. No shit, right? I mean, it's. They could have a little, little shank. They could have. Uh... <laughs> I mean, that's that's more real to life, right? I mean, really, it, oh, Indeed is not this warm, fuzzy, uh, terry cloth kind of feel. They are a prison jumpsuit kind of company. <laughs> There are barbed wire sandpaper yes. pair of underwear people. <laughs> except except I think for the Canadians. I think the Canadian, the indeed Canadian group, I think they're a lot softer, but but you know uh, I don't know if, I don't know if work workopolis folks would say the same yeah. thing. <laughs> Tim Sackett is wearing sandpaper underwear. Oh, Tim Sackett has a has an Indeed jumpsuit on right now. Okay. So also Indeed launched four new ads yes. this week. The Sunny Ads. Yes. If you haven't heard that episode, go listen. But they maybe listen to us because we we like the new ads a little more. Um, thoughts? Yeah. No, the new ads are much better. Uh, they're 30-second ads, 15-second ads. They're tighter. Um, I think they're smarter. They, they are very much more akin to what Monster is doing right now. So I think they're almost taking, you know, some of the, some of the like, kind of like the Monster recipe on what Monster is doing well, um, which is not that stupid purple monster thing it's the little you know the the, the little 15 second ads uh are you half in half out uh, kind of thing um so I, yeah. I i think they're being smart about it uh and they've gotten away from the the stu- i love that song sunny but now they screwed it up for me yeah i think I, I agree with the short sort of you know the snippet of ads the 15 second yeah. great for great for social media great for you know youtube viewers etc um, now, Monster takes a much more comedic approach yes. to their ads, which historically has been really popular. Um, these Indeed ads look like they're ready for the red carpet at the Oscars. I mean, they are like high-level <laughs> HD, real act, like pretty people are in them. The yeah. visuals are great. Um, the, the the long one where the guy's on the elevator and it looks like he's quitting his job and yeah. he's starting a new job, like that looks like a Scorsese piece. <laughs> So I agree. The shorter, the shorter, the time set is is very monster like and very common. But these guys are very touchy feely. Uh, they're not like ZipRecruiter, where oh, post your job, candidates come, mm-hmm. you fill positions. They're not. You know, they're very warm and feely, touchy. Um, Oscar, you know, uh, Emmy nominated wannabe type ads um, that that we like. I don't know if they'll 
you know, do the trick and save them from right. big G, but you know, for the time being. Yeah. The big question is what are they going to do with all this stuff that's going on with Google, the new candidate API and whatnot? Are they going to finally join in somehow with Google to, to try to win back some of that, uh, that traffic that they lost or, or are they just going to, you think they are just way too far down the path? What they will do is, uh, they will put their ads on Glassdoor, which they bought a while back, and Glassdoor will still be playing nicely with yeah. Google, and that, that's the way that they will uh, Trojan horse Google uh, by leveraging Glassdoor. Although, I am looking closely to see if Glassdoor uh, disappears from Google yes. search results, because that will, be, that will be a clear message that says, we're totally pulling everything off of, uh, of Google, and we're totally on our own. But until that case, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, we're running long as we knew we would because we have a lot of stuff to cover. But let's hear a quick word from our buddies at JobAdX, who, by the way, were at Nashville at JobGate. It was great to see them. Love them. Uh, let's see what they're up to. Be right back. How many times has someone said to you, we're the Uber of, or it's the PayPal of, maybe they're the Facebook of, in many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on, that it's synonymous with our work. Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click, or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We're not set in regret. For direct clients, Job Ad X delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. Job Ad X, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? Job Ad X has just launched in the UK too. Yeah, I think it's brilliant that they say, and you've been wondering about the British accent. It's like, no, I, I really wasn't. But, oh, now you're in the UK. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm waiting for the German accent and the French accent, <laughs> Canadian accent. But yeah, uh, met with those folks out in uh, Nashville. And according to them, a majority of their inbound leads come from the Chad and Cheese podcast. So... The sponsorship's working, which is great for everybody. Kick ass, baby. Kick ass. Cash and checks and snapping necks. Well, <laughs> yes. Upwork, yes. which we rarely talk about, if at all, and we probably should, mm -hmm. um, is has apparently filed for an IPO uh, quietly. Um, Upwork is it's born out of Elance and Freelancer or something like that. Um, one of the one of the sites I actually use regularly, um, whether it's with Ratedly mm -hmm. or other projects, like it's great. Um, you hire P it's like, a, it's a marketplace, right? So you can hire everything from 
from developers to marketers to salespeople to designers. Uh, they're reviewed, of course. Um, you're reviewed on their end. Uh, payment is processed through Upwork. Uh, if you look at the gig economy and where things are going, people working on contract, people working on project basis is yep. um, like Upwork to me is the major player in all of that. And if I were looking at a company, you know, if you told me would I would I rather invest in Upwork or Glassdoor yeah. going public, I think I'd pick Upwork all day because that's where the growth and they're they're more or less a monopoly um, in this space. I mean, you have someone like Fiverr and a few others that are niche with certain skill sets, but Upwork to me, I'm really interested to see them go public because I think they are uh, a sleeping giant with a a growing gig economy around the world. There's no question. And I mean, just their, their growth, I think they're like in over 150 countries and and they have over a billion in revenues and Dude, they they are a I believe a success story and a model for how we should be looking at really this new market. It's 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 how people are going to be getting jobs, kind of Uberish. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's incredibly cool. It's easy to use uh, on both sides. Whether you are trying to find talent or you are talent in payment or receiving payment, and that's what it all comes down to. It's all about the ease of use and being able to find who you want quickly and make sure that they get paid and uh, you get your work done. Yeah. And I think, um, I think they're just starting to scratch the surface of the enterprise opportunity because I think I, I see more and more bigger companies have managers who don't manage internal workforces. Oh yeah. They, ma- they manage mm-hmm. Upwork contractors and Upwork freelancers. And their, their goal is like, they're on Upwork and they're managing their team via Upwork as opposed to their own Slack mm-hmm. internal system or email or, right. or whatever Trello that they're using. So to me, like a great skill set to have is being able to manage an Upwork uh, workforce because I think that's where both by necessity and by just uh, by costs because you don't have to pay health insurance yep. for these folks. They work all the time around the clock, around the world. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a great business. So I'm really excited actually to see how Upwork does, what kind of numbers they report, what kind of growth they're seeing, because I think that'll be a really great news story. No, I agree. Yeah. And we should talk more about Upwork because they, they're doing a damn good job. Yep. And we'll really know how good once they go public, because I'll have to, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'll have to report that shit. Which is probably why Snag pulled Fabio in who was uh, he was he's he's he was the CEO over at Upwork wasn't he He was he was I think he was the founder of Elance or one of the one of the yeah. other companies and when they merged together or yeah. whatever and became Upwork he was the CEO um, and then eventually moved over to a board on the board of, uh, of snag. So yeah, I, I expect to see good things from snag under his leadership. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I, it's having a guy of that caliber stepping into a leadership position is nothing but good for a brand and a company like snag. Because again, you know, there is so much opportunity that's there. He's, he has the background at Upwork. I mean, th- this, this just, makes a hell of a lot of sense and is incredibly smart for, for, for snag. Yeah. I think we both agree that snags new model of sort of a Uber for, you know, hourly workers is a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It looks like Peter, the former CEO, wasn't the guy to do it. Um, his glass door rating for, you know, CEO rating was 41%. 
which is not good. Stop. So apparently internally there were some issues. He wasn't getting it done. Um, but we, I think we both like the idea. We like the brand. Um, so hopefully they can, they can make that work because they're getting a lot of competition from Paired and others. Um, Canvas. I guess we can talk about real quick and close this, close this bad boy up. But our buddies at Canvas here uh, in Indianapolis uh, unveiled a new, what I would call millennial-inspired Unfortunately, millennial are inspiring everything, but they're <laughs> adding Bitmojis to their messaging platform. Yeah. I don't use Bitmojis. Do you? I don't use Bitmojis. I use GIFs. Yeah. You and I have, you and I have entire conversations oh, with yeah. GIFs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I could see, and it makes a hell of a lot of sense because the, 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 the millennial workforce, I think now bigger than the boomer workforce, which obviously is falling off the, the employment cliff at this point because they're retiring and they're doing what they do. Good for them. So yeah, they're going to be the targets. How do they actually communicate? You know, is it through bitmojis? To me, doesn't make sense. But again, I'm not a, I'm not a millennial. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I think it just promotes. Uh, personality, a face, some emotion to the conversation, some humor, maybe. I know these these bitmojis are all... So for those who don't know, and we have a lot of old people like us listening, uh, <laughs> so bitmojis are basically animated uh, caricatures of yourself that you create. Oh, avatars. Uh, for messaging. Avatars, I guess. And these, these bitmojis are animations that look like you uh, will have certain situations where like maybe they're at a water cooler saying great job or uh they're at a at a i don't know a fax machine i guess they don't use that anymore whatever it is right like whatever business people do they're in a cubicle maybe they're at in an office setting somewhere doing something fun uh that's a bit moji like to me that is uh pointless and i will admit that my father who's much older than a millennial uh, my sister turned him on to these and he loves them. So maybe it's just, it's boomers and millennials alike are using this. But um, I do think it shows yes. some personality to Canvas as well. So if, if I were choosing between Canvas and a competitor, mm-hmm. if Canvas has this fun little you know, animated thing. Like I would think, okay, that's kind of cool. It's a differentiator. Maybe it would, it would sway me to use canvas over a competitor. Yeah. And canvas has had two big announcements lately, the job integration with job And then this one. And again, if you're looking for organizations and I'm, and this isn't a canvas commercial for goodness sakes, but if you're an organization and you're trying to get out there and have good PR and have obviously a story to tell, these are the types of things that you want, man. You want that big name integration and you want to little kind of silly things like this to talk about that perspectively really impacts a huge portion of the workforce. Yeah. And I think this, the whole messaging thing is just getting started. I mean, text recruit laid the groundwork and continues to innovate uh, canvas emissary. We've talked about uh, talk push is one that I think we'll be talking about uh, going into mm-hmm. the future. Um, of course, Facebook with their messaging, what is Slack going to does Slack get into messaging candidates at some point? Um, it's a big deal. So we'll stay on top of it. But until then, I have nothing to add. We're, we're close to an hour on podcast. So I'm ready to say we out if you are. We out. Hi, this is Stella Cheeseman. Thanks for listening to the Cheese and Chad podcast. Or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That silly Android phone thingy or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give Bucket some money to our sponsors. Otherwise, I may be forced to take that coal mining job 
I saw on Monster.com. We out. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.